All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I hope you're having an incredible day. My name is Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we have Matt De La Valle, MDV. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've definitely heard his name come up. We have a lot of really great episodes. If you haven't checked them out, please go back, take a listen. Whether you're a coach, an owner, whatnot, I think there's a ton of really great information to dive into, specifically this one. This episode today is about feedback and this idea that you know, feedback should be organic. It should come from a place of care and we should be receiving on a regular basis. Maybe some of us open a business and haven't received any feedback in years. Well, what could we do to actually be able to get that feedback? We provide a few tools that we use here at NC Fit and that we've seen successful in the industry. And I really hope you enjoy this episode about feedback. I'm confident it'll add a lot of value. Before we dive into it, just want to let you know, there's no paid ads on this podcast. All we ask is if you could please rate us, review it, give us a shout out, would really appreciate it to spread this message with more gym owners, more coaches, more owners in general, more people in general to continue to rise the tides. If you do that for us on iTunes, wherever you're listening, would really appreciate it. Now guys, let's get after it. Let's keep rising the tides and let's have a great episode with Mr. MDV. Let's go. All right, all right. So MDV, I was in Singapore. I was putting on a small um, like business clinic for gym owners out there. And before I went out there, one of the things I was asking was, hey, if you would like me to or our team to review your coaching, mm-hmm. send me a video. And each one of the owners, when I talked to them, none of them sent it to me, by the way. And when I got there, I said, why didn't you send it to me? And they each thought it seemed like a great idea but yet they were reluctant to send me that video. Mm. And it dawned on me as I was sitting there talking to these gym owners that for a lot of people, especially in the CrossFit space, you might get your level one, maybe have other you know seminars, and then maybe work out at a gym and then go open a gym. And after you open your gym, you may never receive feedback again. Mm-hmm. You may never even have received feedback in your entire life, mm-hmm. potentially. And be running a business. Mm -hmm. Where I see the pitfall there is that if you are the head coach of your organization and if you are actually on the floor coaching, but yet in your entire development, you've never received feedback. And for a lot of people, it's been years. It, it it, It carries to the question of, is your business where it wants to be? And if it isn't, well, maybe one of the fundamental challenges there is that your product on the floor isn't what you think it might actually be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and so I think I want to dive into this idea of like, why is feedback so hard to gravitate towards? And what could a gym owner do if they're asking themselves and they're listening to this right now? And not even just CrossFit gym owners. I mean, any gym owner, any, any, any owner of any type and saying, man, I haven't had anybody clearly, sh- you know, check in on what I'm supposed to be doing for a decade. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I think it's a super interesting topic. I, you know, feedback is one of our like main, uh, cultural norms here at NC fit. And when I came on the team, like two, two and a half years ago, you made that really clear to you and you know, the rest of the staff is that like, we want, we need to make feedback part of our culture. It needs to be ingrained in what we do. And we can talk about why that was such a priority for me, but 
Um, it's not shocking to me that nobody sent you their video for a number of reasons. Like we can talk about specifically video yeah. feedback. Video feedback is tough. Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's like the utmost level of vulnerability, but I think like any feedback and any feedback environment, you have to have a sense of trust and care that's, uh, there as a prerequisite. And it also involves a lot of vulnerability on the part of the person who's going to be receiving the feedback. They need to be open to it. And if those things aren't there, yeah, it's not really shocking to me that um, people aren't going to either be open to feedback or they're not going to take feedback well. Um, but it, it's also kind of common where if you're the top dog, right, if you're the owner, if you're the head coach and you're the only person who is looked at within the gym as like the quote unquote authority figure. It's very common for those people to either get no or minimal feedback because the people around them either don't think that they are able to give fee valuable feedback to that person or that person has advanced knowledge, more knowledge than I have and I can't give feedback to them. Um, or it's a, maybe like they're a little bit scared or hesitant yeah. to give the owner or the head coach feedback. Right. And what happens is you end up quote unquote, drinking your own bathwater, right? You end up thinking that what you're doing is just fine. Everything's great. Everything's dandy, but you don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. So if, if things are, aren't going the way that you want them to, or maybe you're not even aware that things aren't going the way that you want them to, and, and you just get into the cycle of just doing things that are, that have become habit, right? And the habits might not necessarily be the best way forward. Well, I think that's a really interesting topic. So first off, if your business business isn't where you want it to be, as the owner, you need to say, okay, well, I've, I've done everything here. I've done everything here. Well, maybe the fundamental problem is the actual coaching. Could be. And, and you wouldn't know that unless you received some type of feedback, specifically from like a third party unbiased, just, hey come on in, check out what I'm doing. What do you think? And everybody's always going to have a little bit of a subjective approach to this, maybe based on their preconceived notions or the stylistic, but there's certain specific things from a class offering that you should be doing. Mm -hmm. You should start on time, should end on time, should go over these things, et cetera. But you know, to another point you made, what if, what if you don't even know what you don't know? Meaning what if your business is okay? But what if you could excel to a new level that you never even thought possible if you just received some feedback on ways to improve in specific areas. And that's not only, I'm alluding to not only coaching, but you know, what if someone came in just as a third party? I mean, we, we reference mentors all the time because I seek these people out on a regular basis and sit down with them because it helps to get a third party to come in and evaluate. And it also just getting ideas from people that are sometimes even outside of our industry is great from a big picture business perspective, but from a, from a coaching perspective, I mean, what if there's so much left in the gas tank, you just don't even know it mm. because you're not putting yourself out there to get there? Yeah. That's That's kind you of scary. That's yeah, like, a scary thing to think about, right? Yeah. Because I, it's not like everybody out there who's who owns a gym is doing gangbusters, right? Like not everybody out there is doing amazing in this space in this industry, right? There's a lot of people out there that want to do better or who are like scratching their head about like, why can't I do better? Or why, why isn't the business performing to where I think it can be right? Yeah. And, uh, if, if nobody is giving these people feedback or if you're not getting any feedback about what you're doing or like how you're doing it and you're just 
kind of like chugging along and like never getting better and your business never improving that like that's really sad and really scary to me and i think that part of the point of this discussion today is to help identify some ways that you can go about getting feedback obviously the importance of it and then what we've done with our team so if you're in a position of leadership how can you help the people underneath you get that really valuable feedback experience so they can grow and develop and excel. Yeah. I mean, we just hired a new manager for one of our locations and, you know, I really wanted to provide him constructive <clears throat> feedback to set the expectation, to make sure we're setting up for success. And I think about that all the time for myself too, mm -hmm. like, but I just put myself in anybody's position. If you're a head coach or an owner out there and you're, you are maybe 10 miles from the nearest other gym that's similar to you. And maybe you have a network on Facebook, maybe, mm. but like, how do you, how do you mm. grow your craft? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, how do you grow your craft if you don't have anybody else around you? And I think the first step is back to what you're saying. I think that one of the reasons why we didn't get the video, um, submissions from these people now that I think about it is we didn't hit the two things that you said were important. Like let them know, I mean, you were saying like building a rapport with these people. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I had built a basic rapport over email and I had correspondence over the phone, but like, it's not like we had developed a relationship over six months and really sat down a few times mm -hmm. and developed the, you know, let them know that I really care and I'm not trying to judge them. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a, one of the biggest reasons why I didn't get those videos is mm -hmm. because I, there was a wall up there, mm -hmm. right? People wanted to kind of protect themselves and I didn't do a good enough job breaking that wall down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it could be, it could it be, could um, be. you know. I think let's talk about video feedback really quickly because yeah. I, I think that a lot of people quickly default to saying, oh, I don't have anybody who can give me feedback, so I'm going to videotape my classes and then send them off to somebody else. It's a, it's a good, viable way to get some feedback. We've seen a lot of videos. Yeah. I think you know if, if you can video your classes and you do have somebody who you trust uh, or you have somebody who you look at as an expert and you want them to evaluate your coaching, by all means. But here's the deal. Video feedback to me is like the, the, the peak of where people can go to with uh, feedback opportunities. It's like 10 steps ahead of where I would start with somebody, right? Because videotaping yourself is a really, really tough thing to do. Yeah. It's super, super hard to do it because it's really hard to do. You start second guessing what you're doing the moment a camera turns on. And a lot of times you, you're going to coach to in a way that you might not necessarily coach if the camera was on, right? Right. And you end up doing and saying things that aren't organic to who you are. So like, that's one thing, like it can change the way you perform. The other thing about it is like the video is kind of unforgiving in a way that human, hu human to human feedback isn't like, yeah. there's a certain level of like uh, vulnerability that you need for any feedback, like I said before, but you need to be super ultra vulnerable to put yourself on video because you're going to start nitpicking. How do I look? How did I say this? Um, I, you know, I stuttered, I didn't nail this part of the progression and it can be a really fast road downhill for you. So if you're not ready for it, if you're, if you haven't even gotten to the point where you're like, okay with getting feedback from another person, yeah. videotaping yourself can be a really a tough, whole nother level. level, right? So, so, you know, for a while, um, we were opening locations throughout Asia 
And on a regular basis, we were asking them to film themselves coaching. And, and to your point, you know, in hindsight, looking back on it, it did make things pretty challenging. I, mean, I, I reviewed so many videos of our coaches because yeah. I wanted to make sure we were producing an appropriate product there. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we didn't have all the tools we have today for our coaches. But I just remember thinking to myself, like, how does this person feel? How do the members feel, right? Yeah. Kind of being filmed. And are they feel judged? Not the members, but the, the um the coach. So I agree with you. So let's, let's take a step back for a second. Then what can we do from a, from a feedback perspective? If you're an owner operator with no gym within an hour from you, Mm -hmm. that's in the boutique fitness space, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. what could you do today to recognize, am I making a step towards receiving feedback to enhance my craft? And maybe your craft is just baller, Yeah. but maybe there's areas of improvement. Yeah. Um, so this this conversation is kind of exclusively talking about feedback, right? Like yeah. if if there's a whole lot of other stuff that I think owners can do or coaches can do to better themselves without getting into a feedback environment, right? So like podcast yeah, reading, po- edu- self education, yeah. all that kind yeah. of stuff, writing your briefs, planning your classes, uh, doing all that stuff will make you a better trainer for sure, for sure. Getting feedback is invaluable because you're you're getting somebody else's perspective on your performance, right? Yeah. So two things come to mind right away. First, let's pretend like there's nobody else in the area. Like you don't have any other coaches. There's no other gyms around, all that kind of stuff. I think doing uh, anonymous surveys or selecting mm-hmm. a group of people within the community who you have been coaching for a while or maybe even a diverse group, somebody who's been there for a really long time, somebody in the middle of the road, somebody brand new and giving them a blank piece of paper or a piece of paper that has prompts on it and opening yourself up to them and saying, Hey, listen, I, I'm trying to improve myself. I'm trying to improve our business, the product that I'm bringing to you guys on the floor. I would appreciate it if you gave me feedback on some of the classes that you've experienced. Um, you know, obviously let's keep it constructive. Uh, if there's things that I'm doing really well and you'd like to see me continue to do those amazing. If there's things that you think I can improve, let's write those down as well yeah. and m- make it clear to them that this is not going to be an adversarial type of thing. Like if there's constructive Constructive stuff on there that it's not you're not going to hold it against them right and you and you probably will get a few things from them that you're doing really well and a couple of things that you might be able to improve whether it's about your performance as a trainer or the gym overall and so i heard you say like piece of paper but i mean obviously we use um, mailchimp yeah, yeah uh, mailchimp and google surveys and google stuff like survey, that all that stuff yep but i think what's really powerful about what you're talking about not only do i think members will provide the feedback, which I think is a great first step, of course, because, you know, at the end of the day, they're the people that are paying our bills. Mm -hmm. And so if they're not happy, then, then we don't have a business. But what I also think is really unique about what you're talking about is that how cool is it as a member to say, Hey, this guy who's kind of like the alpha in the gym or girl, right? Who's the owner is taking the time because I'm a coach, because, you know, et cetera, to ask for feedback. I mean, we ask for feedback on a regular basis for our members on everything. And I think it's really cool because then they know that you care. Yeah. And on a more personal note, you know, if you have a gym, more of a boutique gym, a CrossFit gym with a hundred members and you're the owner operator, so you're coaching maybe three to five classes a day. Imagine how they're going to feel because you're so connected to mm-hmm. them, right? You know, all of them, they're going to feel like, damn, this guy's really taking the time to elevate himself they're probably going to appreciate it a lot. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. I, this is one of the things that's really beautiful about 
feedback when it's done in the right way or if it's set up in the right way where it's coming from a trusting and caring environment um, it has this cascading effect Mm. so if you open yourself up to feedback from your members a couple of times like one time you do it you get it you receive it you implement changes you thank them for it maybe six months down the road you do it again what's going to happen is within your community people are going to start to take notice that you really care about their experience and not only are they going to feel really uh, empowered to talk to you about things that are going on and and tell you amazing positive things that are going on and then also constructive things, they're probably going to go home and tell all their loved ones and family members and friends that I go to the best gym in the world where this guy or girl really cares about the experience. They're asking us regularly about how can we do better for you. I think that's just, that's really a cool uh, unintended result of creating an opportunity for feedback. Yeah. And so feedback rule number one, use an anonymous survey on Google Docs, handwritten, whatever it is, but then set the tone like, hey, this is coming from a place of care. We want to elevate. And then this way the members feel more comfortable. Hey, it's anonymous. And I think it's all about the way you describe it. Mm-hmm. Like it's in an effort to improve your experience. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a that's a ground floor as an owner operator. Now, obviously, with coaches. That's another thing that the owner operator could do across the landscape for all the coaches. Mm-hmm. Just say, in general, how's your coaching experience, et cetera. So that's also a way that you take it off from just a singular person, right? So you're not sending out a survey, hey, how is MDV's coaching? You're saying, hey, how's the overall coaching in the organization? Mm-hmm. That's another way to do it, you know, make it a little bit more broad. Now, aside from this member survey, what's the next step? So if we're still thinking that like we're in a situation where an owner or a coach is on an island, right? Like yeah. no other gyms like next door, you can reach out to somebody else who's in the local area, the vicinity of where you are. Maybe they're not like immediately down the block. Maybe they're right. like five, 10 miles Which away. Which might actually be a good thing, right? Yeah, it could feel be. Like a competitor and all that kind of For stuff. For sure. And I, I don't think this happens enough where people contact one another and talk about the craft of coaching, right? You start opening up discussions about how are things going within your gym or have you guys been doing anything that's been really successful for you uh, can you share anything with that coach or that uh, gym gym owner that that you know you've done that's been really amazing for your business and maybe the topic of conversation comes up about hey you know what what can I come and take one of your classes yeah and that's a good first step for somebody who's interested in, in getting or receiving feedback is inviting another trainer to just come and take your class. And before they obviously go through the entire experience, you can just hit them up and be like, Hey, listen, I'm stoked that you're here. I'm going to, I'm looking forward to giving you the best kind of workout experience that I can today. You know, as you're going through the class, you know, I want you to be a member. I want you to have a good time. I want you to have a great workout. But if there's things that you see that I'm doing uh, pretty well that you think I should continue to do, you know, just make note of them. And if there's some stuff that happens today that you're like scratching your head, that I don't know if it went the way that I wanted it to go, please tell me after class. I'm super, super interested in getting better. And right there, what you've done is set the stage for this person who's going to take your class to go through it as a member and to think about, okay, you know, he did X, Y, and Z really well. I can tell him that. And he didn't do X, Y, and Z as good as I thought he could have. And maybe we can start a discussion about that. So inviting somebody to come take your class who's in the industry, who you might have a relationship with uh, is a good uh, second step. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough step. It's a tough step. Yeah. Because you got to put yourself out there. And, you know, for a lot of years when we first got into this thing, we used to always sit down with different coaches in the area because it was more of a, 
there was very few coaches, right? And so you'd get together and you'd talk about, oh, you know, how, how, did, how did you learn the butterfly pull-up, right? Ta- teach me how to do that, mm-hmm. right? And it was very organic because, like, everybody was learning something new. It's like, it's like oh, I, I went to this uh, Olympic lifting seminar. I learned this cue. And it was very, like, organic in that sense. But as it grew, there was more knowledge available in a number of different places. People stopped seeking that out, mm-hmm. I feel like, locally. And I think that that's something that's really valuable, specifically from a business perspective. Like, I, I think it's great for business because, like, we talk to gym owners all the time. And I'm, I want to listen mm-hmm. and I also want to provide because I want to hear what's working for them. Like, one gentleman I saw on uh, our private Facebook group for the collective, he was talking about using, um, like, ch- directing to checking accounts instead of going through a credit card company. Yeah. And when you go through a credit card company, they take a 3% fee, give or take, 2 to 3%. When you're, direct into checking it's just direct and so i was i messaged our team and said hey why don't we do this and there was a reason why we don't do it but that was an example of something another gym was doing that i wanted to learn from like Mm -hmm. hey what you know anyways back to coaching and and feedback so you're out there and you're developing your craft you can find a way to do a member survey you can go ahead and uh solicit additional feedback from other people and maybe you can go vice versa yeah it's a trade-off i'm gonna provide you feedback can you provide me Let's go ahead and raise the bar together as our industry, right? Yeah, and that second option that I talked about where it's like you're inviting somebody to come take a class, like I would chill on making that super serious. Like I would start off just like invite the person in and take the class and maybe you don't even ask them anything about it. Maybe maybe it's just a fist bump at the end be like, hey, did you have a good time? Yeah. And you can tell by the person's reaction a lot of times whether or not they had a good time. And maybe two or three invites down the road, you guys can start to develop this relationship after they've been in your gym a few times, you maybe visited them and you start to develop the relationship, right? I think it's huge. I really do. I think that's the only way that you continue to raise the bar. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why the collective is so cool. Cause we talk to so many gym owners and we want to say, Hey, this is what's working here. This is what's working here. Provide feedback so we can grow. So, you know, I think as an owner operator, those two options are exceptional. Do you have any other for the owner operator in mind? Yeah. I think once you start growing your team, uh, mm. you know, feedback within your team and the culture of feedback that you, uh, should cultivate is really, really important. And then there's ways that you can solicit feedback from your employees to yourself. Right. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think feedback has to be cultural. It has to be deeply ingrained within your organization. It can't be something that people are afraid of. Like you can't have coaches that are afraid to go out there to perform because they're afraid to get negative crushing feedback, right? Right. It's it's like uh, working with somebody in a high stress profession and they're always on edge and like you can't like you can't execute when you're on edge all the time. So you know, if you're an owner and you have a team of younger coaches or you have a head coach or whatever, whatever, however you're structured, you should think about feedback within your organization as being culturally ingrained, as, as being a norm, as if somebody is doing something really great, I'm going to tell them you're doing something really great. I'm going to fist bump them and high five them. If things are not going so great for that coach, I'm going to have a conversation with them. We're going to talk about it. And simply just opening up the com- lines of conversation to talk about the craft of coaching, I yeah. think will start to create that culture of feedback. So that's like the base layer. Base layer. Now at our gym, um, quite a few coaches. We have quite a few layers, mm-hmm. but we use several different tools. Yeah. These tools have been developed over the last X amount of years and we use them on a regular basis 
and we're, we'll provide these tools to who anybody, anybody who wants them. Um, but what are the tools that we yeah. use? And then how would an owner operator use them on themselves? You, yeah, you know I understand what you're saying. So um, that first type of feedback that I spoke about when you have a team, it's more informal right. feedback, right? Like right. it's converse, grab coffee, conversations, whatever. grabbing right. coffee. Hey, I saw, I took your class. I thought you did this really great. Hey, I, I don't know why you talked to power clean that way today. Can you lead me through what you were trying to do? And there's not like a lot of formal structure around that. And that's intentional. This other type of uh, layer of feedback is, is more formal. It's systemic. It's process driven. Mm-hmm. And that's really important too, to eventually have that, I think, in your organization. Because if feedback is always just subjective, you're never really getting um, that important objectivity. You're never really measuring yourself against anything that's laid out and predetermined and agreed upon, right? Right. So we at NC Fit, um, we have those criteria available in the form of a coaching scorecard. So we have a evaluation process for our trainers. Everybody gets observed twice a year formally, everybody uh, from head coaches all the way down. And we chose that number twice a year because more than that, I think you start feeling like you're under a microscope all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Th- this can be really heavy for people. It involves a scheduled appointment, right? So we're asking the head coach to schedule this observation. Hey, Jason, I'm going to come take your 10 a.m. Uh, NC60 class. Please be prepared. I'm going to be scoring and evaluating your performance. The scorecard is public to all of our coaches, so they know exactly what's going to be expected of them from a uh, execution standpoint from minute zero to minute 60. And then after the uh, evaluation takes place, there's a meeting that those two individuals have where they review the score, they look at it together, they agree on it. And then there's also a takeaway document that works in concert with that where the coach can write down the things that are most important for them to take away and the things that they did really well. So you walk out of the meeting understanding based on this performance – and it's, it's a performance that's done within a vacuum. It's not a indictment on who they are as a person or as right, a trainer, right? Yeah, yeah, right. This is what I scored. These are the things I did well. These are the things I didn't do well. And I understand that I need to improve in these areas. I think something that you said that I, we were talking about this actually, I don't know, yesterday, the day before, was the subjective versus objective, yeah. right? I think that's a really cool thing. So you talk about these other tools, the casual coffee and conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. But at some point in coaching, there's always going to be a little bit of this, uh, you know, approach where some people have different styles than others. But I think what's really unique is that you're saying, hey, I'm objectively putting on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I'm critiquing you. I think how many, how many, there's like what, 20 different line items on oh, that? Oh, there's a lot. There's more than that. I Maybe think it's like 40. Yeah. 40. Yeah. And the line items, like, uh, I think what you're getting after is like, did you wear a watch? Right. Were you in uniform? Were you on time? Yeah, they're, they're that, black that, and white. Yeah, that's not uh, negotiable. There are things on there, though, that are subjective. Like, did the coach um, identify subtle faults? Uh, did the coach uh, correct gross faults? Like, it, it, that's somewhat shared between objective and subject because even if I'm evaluating you, maybe I'm missing some of the stuff that you're seeing or maybe you're uh, – avoiding certain things for a reason, right? So there are some concrete black and white ones that are very objective and there's some mixed and some subjective. Yeah. I love the fact that what you're saying is just, you're going back to something that they could always revert back to. Yeah. We have multiple tools. Um, I think we have the self-evaluation form. Yeah, we have that as well. Which is important, right? So they can self-evaluate how they're doing. And actually come to think of it, 
a head coach or a, or a owner operator could probably use that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The, the self-evaluation I think is it's important. Um, I think it's especially important when you have a team. Yeah. It, it can be really good for you to do some reflection on yourself. Of course, like uh, I'm big on that, uh, yeah. you know, personal growth and stuff. But like if you're always just self-evaluating, you're, you're kind of in the same boat for this person who's never evaluating, yeah, right? Like you just are ending up always thinking about what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. Maybe you're missing stuff. Yeah. And so I think these tools, so by the way, if you guys are interested in these tools, um, you could email collective, so collective at nc.fit and there's no .com, okay? So it's collective at nc.fit and we'll send you over the... um uh, coaching scorecard. Yep. The, uh, takeaway form, takeaway form and, and the self-evaluation, self-evaluation mm-hmm. form. Those are three tools that we use. And I think, like I said, just to kind of go back, I think it's really interesting for all of us in this industry to think, man, we opened a business and we don't get feedback from anybody mm. for years. Yeah. And I think about that for myself, you know, as the, as the CEO, what am I doing that I don't even know what I might, I don't even know, I don't know what I don't know. So like, how often do I need to go put myself out there and get more feedback from industry leaders that I could talk to and say, hey, this is what we have going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which is again, different from the craft of coaching. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a different thing, but it's still just as important. Yeah. So aside from the tools that we've gone over, right? We've gone over these practical tools, gone over these kind of more, you know, uh, you know, ca- casual conversations. Is there any other tools from a, from a feedback perspective? And I think we, 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 you know, stamped home that it comes from a place of care and it has to be deeply ingrained in the culture. Otherwise you won't get feedback similar mm-hmm. to my video responses. But is there anything else that we're, we're missing here? In the feedback conversation, I, there are probably other ways and methods that people um, could use to solicit or give feedback. You know, I think within the space that we operate in those um, kind of three categories, like the one, the one category, if you're on an island, how do you, how do you start? Like maybe yeah. people feel crippled, but like, there's nobody around me. How do I get right. it? Member uh, survey. Yeah, Boom. exactly. Right. Done. The informal feedback, the, just the, the talking about the craft of coaching and uh, creating that environment where things are open and honest. I think yeah. that that's really important. I, I know for a fact, a lot of gyms don't operate like that. And uh, even just initiating some casual conversations would do wonders for the coaching development of your people. And then when you're ready, after you've established the relationships, layering in the more formal stuff, I think is a really fantastic option. I, you know, it's really kind of strange to me that like we, we are in this to, to do it well, right? Nobody gets into the craft of coaching to be a shitty coach, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, you remember Patrick Hummel said on the podcast that every, everybody starts off wanting to be great. Yeah. No one wants to be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't, a lot of times we don't end up doing the things that it necessitates to get better, right? Like feedback is rare in the space that we're in. And yeah. also daily continuing education is yeah. really rare in the space that we're in. And that's like, to me, that's the most beautiful thing. I've talked about this before about the NC Fit Collective is that we are providing these tools to coaches on a daily basis that helps them learn. And yeah, they go out there and they execute an amazing class based right. on the class plan, but they're reading through all these different things. And some of that stuff, it ha- it 
it ends up being sticky yeah. and you start thinking about themes and you start thinking about, oh, why? I read this before. Why did it come up again? Uh, that to me is crazy that there's there, that's so lacking within the space that we're in because imagine, imagine being a doctor, right? And, and you never read up about any uh, medicines or how medicines interact with one another. Yeah. And like, well, that, and, that's what's and missing. things evolve, right? Like, For sure. You have some doctors, you know, I'm uniquely familiar because my daughter got sick and you have some doctors that are super old school. They have a lot of practical experience, but they're missing out on the new technology. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what would I rather have, a guy that just comes out of Stanford with a you know medical degree, which is, by the way, an amazing accomplishment, or someone who's been in the field for 40 years, but maybe isn't up on the more modern technology. Mm. I think the goal would be to have both, yeah. right? You have someone who is been around, has the practical knowledge and application, which is nothing's more important. It's incredible, but you're also staying on top of your education and trying to learn and develop as industries evolve. Mm -hmm. Now, medicine's a completely different subject, but you know, the fitness industry evolves and what our clients are looking for, you know, we opened this gym 12 years ago. Our average client then was, let's just say 22. Yeah, If, that person, if that person stays with you for a decade, they're now 32. They have kids, they have whatever, people evolve and yeah. we need to continue to evolve our coaching craft is I guess the moral of the story. For sure. Uh, I, it, it can't be stagnant in this space, right? Yeah. You get stagnant. We're going to get left behind. For and, sure. uh, you know, I think if we're really honest with ourselves, we look around and we probably see a lot of coaches who are just okay, who yeah. are just kind of checking the box and not pushing themselves and not trying to get better. And I, you don't have to be a career coach to do the craft really, really well or to want to be better. Like you can be a part-time coach and still take this really seriously and still have fun with it. And I think that that's something that people should recognize as well is like, it, it shouldn't just be something where it's like, I'm just checking the box on this. Yeah. Like, um, and, and the feedback part becomes a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, I think you don't know what you don't know. If you're an owner operator out there, send us a message. I'm really curious if this made an impact on you because it really did for me. When I sat there and really reflected on my flight home from Singapore, I'm like, holy crap. I just sat down with all these gym owners. These guys are at the tip of their spear in their business, right? They are looked at as the guy or girl and they haven't received any feedback. Yeah. And if their gym isn't where it needs to be, and even if it is where it needs to be, what else could they be doing is always what I'm asking myself. I've got one more thing to say in the feedback conversation. It was a note that I took before. I, let's say you're the top dog in the organization, right? And you've created this amazing culture. You've got the systems. You've got the process. You know, the feedback engine within your organization is firing on all cylinders. What I think you also need to do is you need to open yourself up. You, make, you need to make it very clear to the people on your team that you are open to feedback yourself. I think that opening or soliciting yourself for feedback to somebody who is maybe greener than you is an amazing show of humility. The fact that you can go to a coach who hasn't been coaching as long as you and say, hey, listen, Jason, I saw that you took my class earlier. Uh, you know, I felt that I did this and this pretty well. Uh, I, I didn't feel like this went very well, but what did you think, Yeah. right? And I try to do this when I coach within our gyms. Right now I'm coaching regularly one time a week up at Redwood City. Yeah. And if Danny or if Rachel are there, I try to hit them up, you know, within a half an hour after I coach and say, hey, listen, is there anything that you noticed today, either listening on the side or when you took class that I could have done better? Yeah. And that's because you care. I mean, I try and do the same thing. You know, after you're done, 
even giving a talk to the crew or whatever we're doing. It's like, Hey, what could we have done to improve that? Mm. And I think you got to keep doing it. Yeah, for sure. If we don't do it, then where are we going to be left in the dust, man, left in the dust. Um, well, Mr. MDV, thank you. Thank you for talking about feedback with us today. All good. Gym owners, keep getting after it. Coaches, keep getting after it. If you're neither of the two, keep getting after it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you like these episodes, please rate, review. We really, really appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody. Let's go. Peace.